the important point here is that United fans are not just angry because they haven't won the Premier League title since Sir Alex Ferguson left. This is not anger about a lack of success. This is more than that. It is because they've had a look at the company accounts. They've looked and investigated how the club is being run. And they've worked out that because of the ownership structure of Manchester United, a lot of money is leaving the club. On this episode of PL and PJ's Old Trafford Trespassers and Main Men in May. Hola y bienvenidos a PLMPJs, the only Premier League podcast with a dress code. And Jake, the dress code's jammies, but where did that come from? It's Cinco de Mayo. Oh, <laughs> I see. And you took Spanish in high school. I did. And I did not. You did not. Um, nor, I, we just went over this. The only word I know is tango. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah, I have. So, I guess you need it less in Alaska where you grew up, where I grew up in Southern California. Right. Um, maybe two hours from the border. So, sure. Yeah. Well, Alaska is kind of two hours from the border. Of Russia. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or Canada. Well, I can see Russia from my house. So Sarah Palin. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Well, technically, hot fact, it's actually Tina Fey. Sarah Palin didn't say that. It was Tina okay, Fey and SNL skit, but everybody okay. accredits Portraying. it. Yeah, but everybody accredits it to Sarah Palin. Right. It's still funny. Still funny. And I like to think it was Sarah right. Palin in a way. But Jake. Brent. It is Cinco de Mayo. It is. We are whiskeyless. Instead, we did tequila. Some margs. Yeah. Tequila shot. And now uh, some seltzers to yeah. calm us down a little right, bit. Right. A little. Just a little equalizer. Um, people might be confused because Cinco de Mayo is on a Wednesday. We usually record on Tuesday, but we pushed it back just so we could celebrate the holiday with everyone. Right. And no other reason. And it, it, especially because it's coming out a day later. Right. Uh, so we can celebrate with everybody a day late sure. when this comes out. Yeah, you might be nursing a Cinco de Mayo hangover, hangover. on the 6th when this comes out. Um, but I'm glad that you joined us today. I also want to shout out Cinco de Michael, our good friend Michael Cedor. It's his birthday, May 5th. <laughs> Is it actually? Yeah, so Cinco de Michael. I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a good one. But, Jake, we did have a match week. We did. And... Results do, happened. Do you mind if I start talking about what happened in the match mm, week? I guess. Would you care, like, personally, if I went over it? It's all right. You can okay. do it. Okay. Uh, Friday, 30th of April, Southampton 1, Leicester 1. On Saturday, the 1st of May, Crystal Palace nil, Man City 2, trotting along on their way to a Premier League title. Turkey Jot? Yes. Uh <laughs> Also on that day, Brighton 2, Leeds 0, and a bit mm. of a surprising result. Chelsea 2, Fulham 0, and Aston Villa 2, Everton 1. Kind of a well-rounded day, you know? Yeah. Some back and forth, a surprise, if you will. We love surprises, specifically oh, yeah. in results. And so anyway, Sunday, 2nd of May, Arsenal 2, Newcastle 0, Spurs 4, Sheffield 0, there was supposed to be another game. We'll get into why we will. it didn't happen. And then on Monday, the 3rd of May, 
West Brom 1, Wolves 1, and West Ham 2, Burnley 1. So, not a lot of surprises outside of that Brighton game, I would say. I, I will say that as well, um, and to that fact, on not a lot of surprises, you know the NBC Pick'em app? Yeah. I correctly predicted at least the outcome of every single game this week, but only got the correct score of the Tottenham-Sheffield game. That's tough. Uh, but it's like, but also, I, I know my club. But also, I didn't get know? the correct score for 4-0. Four zero. Four zero. I had a feeling. Holy moly. Yeah. Like the Black Eyed Peas. I got a feeling. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I'd say, in my opinion, I guess the Brighton... No, I'd say Everton was... Uh, yeah, that was disappointing. Biggest. For sure, uh, for Everton, frankly, you know, in their in their top four, top six push uh, to drop points to Villa is definitely detrimental. Yeah, to the season. they never looked like winning that game, but no. I thought they might have deserved a point. Uh, but yeah, that I would say that's the little bigger surprise in the Brighton result, just because okay. Brighton have created chances the entire year. That's fair. That's fair. So you're telling um, me I'm dumb. In not as many words. Okay, cool. Sure. No, well, actually, if anything, more words. Right. I right. guess That's right. Yeah. So, so I'm words. dumb. Yeah, you're dumb. <laughs> um, Jake, fantasy this week we were above average as well. Nice. Thirty nine points was the average. I was Although gonna say I thought we had thirty nine points. We had forty four. Oh, we're still wow. Highlighted by Sam Johnstone mm-hmm. in goal with seven. Good. Hillman Son as our vice captain after some back and forth with twelve. Keep in mind, play some teams didn't have games, right? So right. But uh, Ollie Watkins also with eight. So not. Frankly, not our worst no. week that we have ever had. Not the best, right? Any, but we are above average, and frankly, that's all that we care about. And Brent, I I am a little upset that we didn't captain Sun, but we you mentioned it. We went back and forth, and we said, well, if we don't captain Kane, he's gonna score. Do something. And he didn't. But that's what keeps he happening. Didn't, he when didn't look we, like scoring yeah. at all. That's <laughs> what keeps happening when we captain him. Right. It's only when. If anything, as a Spurs fan, you should Please. want us to not captain Just captain Kane. Sun. Every time. Yeah. I mean, Captain someone else, because <laughs> right. whenever we captain someone, they don't do well. Uh, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. But, uh, Jake, there was a group of 11 players that did do well. There always is, Brent. It's crazy. It's yeah. like each week there's a group of players who performed well, and the first one is in our fantasy team. And we love to see yeah. that. Sam Johnstone for West Brom mm-hmm. had nine saves. Didn't keep a clean sheet, mind you, which but, usually we like to highlight. But, but 10 shots on target. It's going to yeah. be tough. No, he, he, it was a tall order, and he came up with nine saves. After that, in our defense, we have Dinya from Everton. One assist, four key passes, and three clearances, and a very well-rounded performance. We also have Serge Aurier from Tottenham, who had two assists, four key passes, mm-hmm. and two tackles, but you know, clearly in a 4 Very victory, offensive Yeah, <laughs> a very attack-minded game. And then we had Johnny Evans of Leicester with a goal and six aerials one. So, you know, not a lot more you could ask for from a defender. And then we had Zhao Cancelo from Man City with six tackles, three interceptions, and three dribbles. And what I will say is, of all defenders that you expect to have attacking output, Mm -hmm. Zhao Cancelo. And he only had three dribbles, but he gave a very well-rounded defensive performance. Right, not not a flashy stat line, but very well-rounded and uh, looked solid enough to be included in this Team of the Week. And not only that, Jake... don't always have to have the flashiest stat no, to get not. into a team of the week, which especially as a defender, somebody in our midfield as well. Yeah, so someone with not the sexiest stat line, uh, Rodri from Manchester City highlights our midfield uh, with ninety-one percent pass accuracy on a hundred and twenty-one passes. Yeah. Just the sheer number of passes in general, the volume. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! And to be ninety-one percent with that many, it's incredible. 
Um, two tackles go along with that. Just, I mean, he was distributing the ball around and uh, also cleaned up a little bit. Uh, they weren't troubled too much in that game, I they will weren't. say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, midfield general, if I've ever seen one. Uh, moving on, also on Manchester City, we have Fernand Torres, who had a goal, four key passes, and two dribbles. So a really solid game for someone that doesn't get a ton of play time in that City lineup. Yeah. Also, Jake, I'm just going to say this because our friend Ben got mad at us last time that yeah. I said Fernand Ferran. It is Fernand. F-E-R-R-A-N. No, it absolutely is. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, it's okay. I just, for um, his sake, I just wanted to, it's not about you. It's no, about yeah. him getting mad at me. I appreciate personally. you yeah. correcting me because yeah. I would have been upset if you didn't. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least in that midfield, we have Human Son from Tottenham with one goal, one assist, six key passes, and three dribbles who looked very sharp the entire day. Um, had one very good goal and then one chalked off for a very close offside call. Um, but uh, really looked threatening that entire game against Sheffield, which I know it's Sheffield. But uh, hey, good, you still have to perform. Good Man to see, United lost to Sheffield. Good so. to see from our vice captain, Brent. Um, but someone who is not on our team, and if we were to put him on our team, would just start being bad, is Gareth Bale, who oh. is actually really good right now. Yeah. Um, crazy to think that when he actually plays, he does well. And not to be confused with Garth Brooks, right? Whose name is fairly similar. Or Gareth Southgate, you know. Mm. <laughs> I think people get Garth <laughs> Brooks and Gareth Bale confused a lot right. more often. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The GB yeah. is the thing. Exactly. Um, who had a hat trick um, hey. from five shots on target? I mean, that's really his only statistics. But I mean, that's all you need. Yeah. If you score three goals, you're gonna make it into the team. You know, doesn't really matter. Um, I would say two very good goals, and even his breakaway goal um, put in the top corner. So, yeah. um, love to see that from uh, a man going back to Madrid. A man who might be going back to. <laughs> Madrid, we'll talk about that in the offseason. Um, but moving on, our striker in this formation is Antonio from West Ham. Two goals, who, which brought them back from a 1-0 deficit. Uh, two key passes and three dribbles. Uh, he was just there in the right time. Yeah. Right place, right time, uh, which you need to be. And he uh, he manhandled, who was it, Matt Lowton? I believe so. On that first one, on that header. Um, and just, you know, did a great performance. And, you know... I'm not sure if you watched the game. Should have had a third. I did. Ball went right to his yep. feet, right in front of net, and he kicks it off his own leg. Sad. Um, but last but not least, on our team of the week, we have Kai Havertz from Chelsea, who had two goals, one key pass, and three clearances of all things. Surprising. Yeah. Maybe not a statistic you'd like to see. And uh, not to spoil what we might talk about in a little bit, but we might not, actually. So maybe I'll, I'll mention it right now. Maybe you should. Um, Champions League today. A man, oh, yeah. a man in form. Looked oh, great. Oh, yeah, looked great. Yeah, um, had the shot. He had two shots at the crossbar. First one led to a goal. Yeah. Um, and just looked like he's kind of found his feet in the Chelsea lineup. And with that note, Jake, uh, we are happy to announce that it is an all-English Champions League final, representing the Premier League well. And we won't know about the Europa League until, obviously, next podcast. Next podcast. Yep. But hopefully things go well on Thursday, and United don't blow their lead, and maybe Arsenal can come back. Yeah, I think uh, the way Arsenal's played in Europe so far this year, I know it's Europe League, but the yeah. way they've played has been great, um, except that last game was iffy. Yeah. Um, I think they come back. But the penalty is a lifeline that they got. The sure. one away goal is a yeah. lifeline. So we'll see how they perform mm-hmm. at the Emirates. But the Emirates did not go through an instance like Old Trafford did. Hmm. Over the weekend. We mentioned supposed to have a game against Liverpool. However, a group of protesters went to Old Trafford. 
to protest the Glazer family and their ownership of the team as a bit of a fallout of the Super League. But these protests, you know, anti-Glazer movement has been going on for a long time. But which team hasn't gone through an anti-owner? Sure. Other than maybe Man City. (laughs) Maybe Chelsea. You know, but it seems like the rest of the top six is pretty against their owners. Maybe also excluding Liverpool, but they've had so much success that uh, I think they'll right. they'll go you know they'll look past the lack of investment in the team itself. But there was a group of people that broke into Old Trafford. A few hundred apparently got into the field, started messing around, throwing flares, okay. throwing bottles. People clearly drunk. Throwing tripods. Throwing tripods, breaking cameras. Yeah. And um, as apparently one also got into the dressing room oh my as goodness. well, which is part of the reason the match had to be canceled. Yeah was because they broke the COVID sure. protocol yep. by somebody going into the dressing room. And so, Jake, I guess, you know, so I know about all the anti-Glazer sentiment, obviously, as, as a fan of Manchester United. But um, I, I guess the the big talking point that's kind of come from this is just the message was overridden. That Glazer out, anti-Glazer, was overridden by this group of destructive fans mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, caused a bit of nonsense. White. at the field yeah. and detracted from that message and at, from an outside perspective as a Spurs fan what do you say about that what's your, what's your perspective yeah I think that there was a line and it was crossed during that protest um, the moment that you break into your team stadium yep. and start um, defamation of that property I think that I mean it goes from a somewhat peaceful protest outside the stadium yep. And outside the hotel where the buses were and stuff right. like that. Um, that's all well and good, you know, flares in the street, whatever. And even banging on the team bus when it goes by, like, that's not going to hurt it. It happens. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I think it, like you said, it detracts from their point. It Obviously, they want the owners out and they think that these um, protests that they're doing and even breaking into the stadium, I guess, is they think that that's going to change their mind Mm -hmm. and say, hey, like, well, I guess if they're crazy enough to break into the stadium that they really want us out and maybe we're doing something bad. I I guess I can see their side of it where they're like, okay, this would help our cause. But at the end of the day, Brent, I I think it definitely takes away from it. It's a huge distraction and it even hurts your team a little bit because, yeah. like you mentioned earlier today, the their schedule is now very congested Yeah, um, because they had to reschedule that game. And uh, might not matter a ton um, for their league placement because they're pretty right. much guaranteed champions. And they're again. fortunate to be 6-2 up against Roma. Right, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, if they don't rotate their lineup enough, as you yeah. mentioned, could lead to an injury because of the excess amount of games. Yep. Uh, because of this reschedule um yeah i mean my two cents too far um maybe even the breaking into the stadium itself was with, with too far but yeah. then going and breaking property is and attacking the police sure you yeah. know getting into fights with them um and i think that those that were identified should be definitely mm-hmm. held accountable and um i hope we don't see that in any other protests both for Man United supporters and other supporters in, yeah. in the Premier League that are against their owners. Well, and I will say, it, I, I was watching live stream Sky News the entire day, and um, one, one of the pundits did make basically a comment saying it reminded them of 
the Premier League in the 80s where mm-hmm. people were just fighting in the stands, brawls were going on, people fighting outside of stadiums. Love that, that yeah. That's, I, I love that energy, but that's essentially what was happening. And I guess one of the fallouts also coming from Sky was actually today uh, on Cinco de Mayo. Um, I believe his name is Avram Glazer, one of the Glazer brothers who's yeah. the owner. Uh, yeah, terrible name. Um, but this reporter goes up to him in Tampa Bay and British lady goes up and is asking him, you know, do you have anything to say to the Manchester United fans? Do you have anything to apologize? He did not talk. He just walked by, kept going, getting in his car, having an opportunity to apologize for the Super League, yeah. to at least acknowledge the, you know, acknowledge what happened at Old Trafford if all else, and to say, like, that was wrong. Uh, I think it just put the family in an even worse light. Right. The fans, as in, he had an opportunity to say something, to, like, try to make amends as... They did with their letter to the fans, you know, we'll try to do better and rebuild trust. Um, clearly wasn't effective. The fans obviously aren't going for it. It's been 16 years of non-communication and the family doesn't go to any of the games. And so the, the fans are fed up. But one of the questions the reporter asked was, you know, is it time, essentially, is it time to sell the club? Do you believe that the customer is always right? Was how yeah. she worded it to him. He he didn't respond. He didn't respond to anything. Did he just okay. yeah. Um, he I mean it was it was frankly a little disrespectful. I thought sure. watching the video. Uh, I'm sure the guy. Actually, I don't even know that he's hounded by the press all the time. Like owner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, owner of Manchester United. You don't, I don't really know, talk to the owner. Yeah, yeah, same family. Um, but all that to say, you know, Ole had his press conference today, basically saying, you know. I got an apology from them. I've always had a good relationship with them, blah, 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 which is great. But it's clear that the fans have unrest within them. They want the owners out. I guess what it'll be interesting to see is if this not only continues, because they got what they wanted out of this, right? They got the – their whole platform was canceling the game, cutting off their revenue streams. They're now boycotting the sponsorships Mm -hmm. by anybody that sponsors United. So whether it's Aeon, Adidas – uh, I'm trying to think who else. The starts with a K. It's Kohler. Kohler, okay. the one on their sleeve. Anyway, anyone associated with Manchester United? No. Ah. I don't think so. I don't know Is how it's a clothing brand then? I don't know. K O H L E R. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, the point just being they're they're now boycotting all the revenue streams to the team because essentially uh, you know, the 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 fans are upset because the family has never put any of their own money into it they're just taking out loans putting the club into massive debt and then taking dividends from the team essentially so they're reaping all the benefits of the team doing well and their sponsorships taking money out of the team but not putting any of their own money into it right uh which i get like it's a business that's how it's but it's clear that you know when when you go to these english communities that are so driven by their teams i mean those those teams are the heart I mean, at least that's what was said on Sky is that these teams are the heartbeat of their communities. Mm-hmm. And so they don't want it to be a business. And there is a practical side of it to where if they go to the 50 plus one model that people are asking for, they want to be like the German clubs and, and get to the 50 plus one fan ownership. Can you then muster up 150 million to buy Erling Holland or 80 million to buy Harry Maguire? Probably not. No. So there's definitely a realistic side to it to where you need these business men banks owners to be able to afford the market these days but at the same time you know how do you balance that with the fans wanting to be a part of the team with the fans feeling like they need to say 
as well and and how much do you ignore the fans so i i, I guess we'll see if this kind of trend follows to because i know that we talked last week about Arsenal's situation mm-hmm. um daniel egg has apparently proposed officially uh, an offer to Kronk, to the Cronky sports group Cronky yeah. family um we'll see if that's taken but outside of that, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I don't think Roman Abramovich is going to be kicked out. I do not think that the family that owns... I, I can't remember what their name is, but that owns Manchester City is going to be kicked out because they're doing such good work. They're putting so much money right. into the team, and not only to the team, but to the area around mm-hmm. uh, the stadium. And, and they're winning. So. And they're winning. <laughs> and so it, it'll be interesting to see if you know the Fenway Sports Group... Liverpool's on. Right. Or, or even Roma is now owned by an American family. It'll be interesting, and I realize that's Italy, but it'll be interesting to see the fallout against these foreign owners. I know we talked about that last week, but I I guess my last question for you, Jake, would be, do you think there's a place? I mean, look, Bayern Munich is owned by fans. They have the 50 plus one model. They also sign a ton of players on freeze. If you look at their best players recently, I mean, even Serge Gnabry is, I I believe it was like a nine mil signing. I think it was like five. Yeah. Yeah. and so they're really good about their money, and they're a club that players want to go to. But for these teams like Arsenal, like Manchester United, Liverpool, yes, but after this year, you know, who knows right. how desirable of a location it is compared to Chelsea now that they're in the Champions League final in Manchester City. Can the English clubs afford to become a fan? 50 plus one model because I personally don't think so I think I get it and I get the frustrations but I don't think that with how expensive players are today that you can afford to do that Brandon I have to agree with you I don't think that they could convert to that model at this point I think they're so stuck in their ways and used to shelling out so much money for yeah. these big names especially United and City and Chelsea um, especially Chelsea last summer as yeah. we saw um, they could not do anything near that if they were 50 plus one and had a bunch of fan ownership. But I, I would like to see, and I'm obviously coming from an American, I would like to see more homegrown owners. Someone coming, yep. coming from um, at least that same region as right. where the club um, is from. Well, and if all his fans sure. for the team, like Eck. Like Eck, know, yeah. Anyway, sorry. And but like you mentioned about the Glazers family, like they don't go to the games. Like, how do you own a Premier League soccer team and not go to the games? Is my yeah. thing. Like I, I don't get that. Because they live in America and own the Buccaneers. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Like why? Anyways, um, and I think at least from my perspective, that after the ESL fallout, um, I think they're happy enough, kind of with Ed Woodward being the fall guy for that and having him. Oh yeah. Even though they're kind of saying it's not 100% related and it's the end of the season, um, I think they're just happy to hide behind that. And they're like, hey, like you got one of the people you wanted out. Like, right. Just leave us alone. We're not going to make any comment about it, even after all these demonstrations. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think we see anything, any big changes in yeah. ownership. Um, if anything, the biggest thing we would see is someone like Daniel Ack coming into Arsenal, who right. um, isn't homegrown, but is a fan um growing right. up right yeah and and presumably would go to the game sure would want to sure, go to sure, the emirates sure. i mean he has enough money that he could take a private jet to london and go watch arsenal play especially like even if he is based in the u.s or even sweden obviously be way closer 
Um, but I, I still would see someone like him owning the club and being a big part of like, yeah. you know, actually showing his face around. Yeah, the, the point just being people that are invested in yeah, the club, definitely. even if they, like, like the point just being, it's not just a business, like it's still a business to them, yeah. but it's also. Right. I don't want their, just their wallet to be involved. I want their heart to be involved. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Can you get that printed on a shirt? Sure. Okay. That'd be huge. I'll get it for your birthday in July. Okay. Perfect. Um, outside of Jake, maybe on a lighter note. Sure. We can move on from that. It's May. It's May. And in honor of Cinco de Mayo, mm-hmm. we thought it would be fun to come up with a list of five players, some Maine men, Ooh. if you will, to watch for. They don't have to be from the state of Maine, by the way. Right. Okay. Um, but they also don't have to be born in May. Okay. Which we did talk about. We thought well. about it, yeah. Uh, too much work. So, Jake, uh, maybe if you, should we go five to one, you know, work your way up? Sure. Were yours ordered? Mine are ordered. Not really. In a oh. Great. Like, I, I don't have a big reason for the order, but I have well, Maybe you can order reason. them on the fly. Uh, well, they're ordered already. So okay. I'll make up a reason for it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so, Jake, starting with number five, I'd love to hear your number five main man to watch. My fifth, number five, main man to watch is Richarlison from Everton. Ooh. I think, um, especially if the knock that James picked up in uh, warm-ups before the last match becomes something bigger. I don't, I don't know if it is, mm-hmm. but potentially could be. Um, you kind of lack a little bit of creativity. I know you have Sigurdsson in there. Um, do you want to do the correct pronunciation? Sigurdsson. Thank you. Um, I could see in your eyes. Yeah. Um, and that's all. That's great and all, but you, you need someone that can do a little more link-up play with Dominic Calvert-Lewin um, because he's not really a creator or a playmaker. He's yeah. just kind of uh, he's he gets in the box. He's gonna finish yeah. it. Yep. Um, so I think uh, Richie is gonna have a really big part to play in that push for top six okay i get it um what what i'm gathering is you weren't thinking alex awobi who was born in may actually yeah huh yeah it's not fun he was one of the ones i got (laughs) through my research of people okay well with that said jake my number five is timo nice timo Werner of chelsea seems to be kind of coming into form not gonna say he's scoring that's not what this is. This is why he's my number five. Okay. He's not necessarily scoring. Assisting? Goals, not finishing. But his play has gotten a lot better. Yeah. He's creating a lot more for his teammates. If he can finish a few sitters like mm-hmm. he did today in the Champions League, uh, you know, a one-yard Hard to miss. On a, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, just the more that he sees the ball hit the back of the net in big moments like the Champions League semifinal, I think his confidence keeps going up and he's in good form right now. So I think he kind of keeps continuing that, and especially with this system, with him not being the focal point, the striker, right. where he's kind of playing as the left attacking mid, and Havertz can play as a false nine, it seems to be suiting him well. So he's my number five player to watch in yeah. the closing months. He's kind of taking up that like Aubameyang, kind of drifting a little bit yeah. wider, um, not really the point man up top, yeah. like directly centered. But it's clear he's not the finisher. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, but no, Brent, I see that. I, I could add on to that and say I could see him, and I'd, I'd probably bank on him winning a penalty in the last yeah. whatever four games they have. Um, quick so, guy, quick feet. Yeah, quick feet. And uh, no, quick, he's not going to take the penalty. No, <laughs> no not, chance. Please. It would be Jorginho. But. but yeah, Brent, I like that. Um, shall I move on to my number four? I'd be frustrated if you didn't. 
mentioned in your little spiel there, uh, Kai Havertz is oh, my number four. Yeah. He's a German. <laughs> a, a man in form, as we saw today in the Champions League. We yeah. talked about that, obviously. And on the weekend, two goals. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's team of the week. So I think he continues that kind of a little better late than never kind of thing. Sure. Um, and maybe take some playing time away from Pulisic, which we don't like to see. Right. But uh, I think he, I think he has a great finish to the season. And Jake, what I will say, and you've heard me say this many times, just privately, not necessarily on the podcast, is it takes a year for most players to adjust to the Premier League. And I would not be surprised if Werner and Havertz are great next year. Yeah. Uh, or even if not great, just kind of more, fill, just living up to the potential that Chelsea got them for. Uh, so, so we'll see if that comes to fruition. But Jake, my number four is Ensign Cavani, who I think is healthy, who will benefit from some squad rotation, who most likely won't play against Roma. I can't imagine, given the circumstances, right. they're trying to protect him. But he spent so long out, and he's finally getting back to full fitness. And he is the focal point of Manchester United's attack. And I think he's going to not only provide goals, but assists, as we saw against Roma in the yeah. first leg with an assist to Bruno Fernandes. I, I expect assists, him... I yeah, he did have... But I was specifically thinking of sure, the one. Sure, you sure. Know, his outside-the-foot pass to Greenwood was also gorgeous. But uh, specifically in the Premier League, I think as the fixtures get congested, he doesn't necessarily need to play every single game from the start. But the ones that he does and coming off the bench, I think he will have a big impact. But I love that. I think, uh, I mean, tough to put him over Bruno in that 6-2 victory, but I think he might have been the best player on the pitch yeah. there. No, I don't think it was Bruno's best game. It was just numbers. Right, sure. You know? um, yeah, I think Cavani was the main man there. <laughs> main man in May. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I love that. Uh, that was number four, correct? Yeah. All right, well, my number three is Sadio Mane of Ooh. Liverpool, who's had a slow season. Yeah. The opposite of Katniss. For a man in the freezer. Yeah, there you go. There's a better analogy, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, the opposite of fire. Um, yeah. The man on ice, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> I think, although he has less goals than uh, Gareth Bale now, yeah. um, I think he has a strong finish this season. I think finally kicks in, and I think Liverpool's overall slow season um, for them uh, kind of picked up at the end. I think they sneak into that fourth spot. I hope so for them. Yeah. Uh, I think Europe is better with top teams in it, mm-hmm. and Liverpool is one of those teams that you expect to be up there. So, Jake, I like the pick. My number three is Thomas Suchek, which I realize isn't the sexiest pick. No. But with the goals that he provides for the team, yeah. which he's provided eight, I think, still, I think... Crazy amount for his position. If West Ham are going to make a top four push and really stay in contention the whole way, I think he needs to provide some goals for them. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he'll step up to the occasion, I don't know. But in theory, he's one of my main men because while Jesse Lingard has taken the highlights in recent weeks, right. Suchek has been West Ham's best player all season. Correct. And even if he's not the flashiest player on the stat line, I think West Ham really need him to stay healthy and to perform for them to have any chance of hitting the top four. And I don't necessarily know that they don't hit the top four. Yeah, definitely not out of so, it. I think they have the easiest run yeah. um, of the teams yeah. in contention. And only so. three points down. So it'll be interesting, especially with Chelsea and Leicester playing. Right, I think... And Manchester United and Leicester playing. Leicester so. are most likely to flop yeah. and give up that um, top four. 
So I think, uh, I, I did say earlier, I think Liverpool might sneak in there, but I think West Ham just as likely. Yeah. Uh, Brent, my number two is aforementioned Gareth Bale. Um, I think... Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks, yes. Yeah. I know. I always get them confused. Yeah, everybody does. Um, side note, TCU women's soccer just won on PKs. No way! Yep. Go frogs! Our goalie had three consecutive saves. Huge. Yep. Anyways, uh, Gareth Bale. I think he's finally playing under Ryan Mason. Didn't really get enough playing time under Jose Mourinho, um, who just signed for Roma. Roma. Yeah. Um, GG Chris Smalling and Henrik Mkhitaryan, Mkhitaryan. and yeah. Brian Reynolds, the American, will never see the field as a youth player. Uh, it was fun, anyway, fun while it lasted. <laughs> yeah, Gareth Bale is actually getting some playing time. Um, I think we'll play three of the last four games. Just yeah. you know, based on rotation, we have. Uh, Bergwijn when and you Lucas. want him to stay, oh, you absolutely. know you got to get him on the field. Um, and I think he is a player in the final third that can make things happen, and I think he will. Now, do you say you think he can make things happen because he just got a hat trick? I would have said that if he didn't get a hat trick. Okay, okay. okay. Just wanted to make sure. Wanted to clarify. Jake, my number two is gonna send you for a loop. Okay. And you're gonna be like Brent. You're an idiot. Why would you say this player? Basuma. From Brighton, Brighton and Hove yep. Albion. Nice. He has been thank you. Uh, he has been one of their best players all season. Hundred percent. Established himself as a very decent Premier League quality center defensive mid with a very high work ethic. And he's been linked with some of the top teams in the Premier League. I think down the stretch, Brighton should be safe from unless something catastrophic happens. Sure. And I think Basuma is now playing for a big six move before oh. the summer or at least a big eight you know, sure. top eight move um so i think this is an opportunity for him where his team is safe maybe he feels more comfortable to take more risks yep. in his passing range and his dribbling and his energy to show off to not only give his all for brighton in his last few months with the team yeah but or last month with the team, but to also showcase to why the big teams, why they should sign him. And so I expect him to have a big month. Again, not necessarily the flashiest stat lines. Maybe he pops up with a goal or you know a few assists, maybe. Right. But as a center defensive mid, I think he establishes himself over the next few games as a very top quality Premier League center defensive midfielder. Brent, I like that. Um... So you I, don't think I'm an idiot? No, I don't think okay. I'm an idiot. And I think it'll be definitely interesting to follow transfer rumors yeah. this summer to see uh, if he's linked anywhere. Because I, I do think he has the potential to play at the level of a top six yeah. club. Or top eight He at least nine. provides the energy. Right, you know? absolutely. And that's, that does count for something. Um, Brent, I absolutely love it. Um, and you're going to hear a familiar name as my number one pick. I'm not sure if you... One, heard me laugh, or two, saw me smile when you said this for your number three. But I have Thomas Suchek as my number one. No way. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> Maybe we should have uh, you talked, know, talked about it but before. That's, it adds a little excitement. Yeah. You know, he's my number three, you're number one. Yeah, I, I, I think he's, the like we said, best player for West Ham all year. And I think he's going to be the pivotal guy in that midfield and keeping you know the score tally for the team down and providing and maybe getting some headers for the offensive side. And uh, I really think that West Ham 
have a, a, a good, maybe even great chance of making that top four, which obviously as a Tottenham supporter would hate to see, right. but as a neutral would love to see that for the first Champions League appearance. Yeah. Jake, and I'm sorry, I hope I didn't steal your thunder on the no. analysis. I had no idea that you were going to pick him. I thought he was abstract when I picked him. So uh, Yeah, you're not that original, dude. Okay, I'm, I'm a little quirky. <laughs> you know, oops. <laughs> um, Jake, my number one is Kun Aguero. Ooh. Sergio Kun Aguero. Never heard of him. Um, really? Yeah. Well, that astounds me. <laughs> he said he would never leave Manchester City until they, they won, won the, the Champions, Champions League. League. I'm sure enough, they're into yeah, the yeah. Champions League final. He's already got a statue planned outside of the Emirates and it or the Etihad, and it is his last month with Manchester City right. as the club's all-time goal scorer. And I think, as we saw, I mean, he just came into the last game with an absolute banger of a goal off the half volley. Oh yeah, I think. Well, not he's gonna have a hat trick every game. Man City have already won the league. Realistically, this weekend yeah. will yeah. Um, they're three points away. So either Manchester United, you lose, or they win again, Mm -hmm. and it's done. They can afford to not play with that false nine, no striker. I imagine Aguero will play every single game down the stretch. Start? Uh, I think he'll start him. Okay. Um, The games are far enough apart. He's been out all season. And I think, you know, not that he's a point to prove. He's done enough for the club, but that he wants to go out with a bang. And he's and I, I really think he's going to. He is such a good striker. His finishing is, frankly, top-notch. And I think that he can, you know, not that they need a jolt down the stretch, but for a team that doesn't play with a striker, yeah, I think he can kind of show them what they've been missing, if that makes sense, and maybe encourage them to go Don't, sign a striker in the say, summer. Hard to say they're missing a lot with the record that they've had this year. I agree, but there's still just that as as we watched Phil Foden in his past few games miss a couple huge chances, one on ones with the goalkeeper, those are chances right. Aguero finishes most sure, likely. absolutely, yeah. And I think he does in the league and just shows Manchester City and Pep Guardiola you still need a player like me. Like Brent. Oh my gosh. Like me. Yeah. But also like Aguero. Like oh. Aguero and I play very similar <laughs> yeah. play styles. Like I played center back, left back, center defense, right. mid. Aguero, a striker. Mm-hmm. We're very similar in our play style and our finishing ability. So, so uh, Harry Kane to Man City. All right, cool. Yeah, possibly. A little swap, de- not swap deal, but uh, we pick up uh, aging Aguero and make a lot of money off Kane. And then Levy's like, wow, this is a great deal. And we Wouldn't be the worst option. And then we're terrible. I don't think it would ever happen. No. But, but Kane to City could be a possibility. Possibly. So we'll see what ends up happening, mm-hmm. but that's why I have picked well, Kun Aguero. Brent, that was fun. I'm glad we did that. Um, Happy single to Mayo. Maybe next time we kind of you know talk about our picks so I don't get blindsided by your mm-hmm. suit check. Well, three. Maybe you should have put them lower on your list. So okay. Like All right. Something. You'll eat those words. Cheers. And you'll like it. Hey. I might. Um, but Brent, there are more games coming up. I know you're, you're like, what? I thought the season. I'm was so over. ready for the season to be over. Oh my gosh. Then what are we gonna talk about? Each other. Oh, it'd be like a friendship podcast I after like that. Your hat. Oh, nice. Yeah. Thanks. I like your green shirt. Thanks. It's new. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. I actually spilled some food on it today. It oh, I see that. That's, see the, oh, that's yeah, terrible. my fork, a hot fork. Fell right onto the shirt. It's yeah, uh, let me describe this for the listeners. He looks terrible. Yeah. Um, moving on, we have one game on Friday, May 7th. Brent, that's at 3 p.m. Eastern. It's Leicester, Newcastle. 
Jake, I'm going to pick Leicester in this game, but it wasn't my most confident pick. I could also see them dropping points and getting a draw. <laughs> Without the KP, dude. <laughs> I know. The KPS. <laughs> um, it's the King Power Stadium. Yeah, yeah. I hope they drop points, but I'm going to go with the Leicester victory yeah. as well. Moving on to Saturday, we got four games. Uh, first one bright and early for the West Coast folks. It's at 7.30 Eastern. <clears throat> Leeds time. Wee, wee, oh, my goodness. Wee. Jake. Leeds are gonna beat Tottenham in this game, and I hope you take that back. You. you you take that back right now. <laughs> Put that tongue back in there. <laughs> um, at Ellen Road, Jake, I think Leeds pull out a surprise victory against Spurs, and I'm expecting a high-scoring victory, right? Like a three-two or maybe even a four-three. Who knows? Brent, that's funny you say that. Um, I'll come back to that in a little bit. Um, but I hate you for that. I'm sorry. Um. I guess you're really thrilled about Leeds' performance against Brighton and their 2-0 loss. I was. It really spoke to me. Right. Um, I think we kind of have Leeds' num- number okay. um, based on our last outing. And I think we stifle them, but maybe 3-1, 2-1 if it becomes close. What's up? I just want to say, before we move past it, my player to watch is Rafinha. Okay. Against I'm so glad we didn't miss yeah. out on that. I would have been... Pissed. Well, you know how often I miss it, and I almost did there. Yeah. So I just well, wanted to make remember, sure. it's been me recently. I know, and that's why. So I... you got to keep me honest. It's okay. during my surprise pick. As okay. Well. Um, but Brent, moving on at 10 a.m. Eastern, we have Sheffield Crystal Palace, a barn burner of a game. Yeah. Speaking of a barn burner, I could see this being a nil-nil draw. I'm gonna go for a draw in this game. Right. And I don't see maybe zero-zero or one-one. I see a Palace victory, one-zero. Okay. Uh, moving Dude, on, but it's at Bramall Lane. Oh, whoa, yeah, with all the fans. Yeah. Moving on to the game of the week at noon thirty, we have Man City Chelsea, and that is at the Etihad. A preview of the Champions League final. Yeah, that's funny. Very exciting. Um, Chelsea pulled out a result in the last game in the FA Cup. I think Man City pull out a result this time, and Manchester City win. Brent, a gonna, bit of a grudge match. I'm going to agree with you. I think a City victory is in the cards. Um, that way, their last two games going into the Champions League final will be Back win yeah. loss for either team, um, which will make it more exciting, yeah. in my opinion. I never like when my team goes into a situation like that, and they're the ones that won the most recent game. Yeah. You know, you don't want to give the extra motivation no, to the I, other team. I definitely so. understand that. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be a fun game to watch. Um I would expect at least three goals in that one, in yeah. my opinion. Um, but moving on, Brent, last game on Saturday at 3.15 Eastern, we have Liverpool-Southampton. And Jake, I'm going to go for Liverpool in this game. I'm not necessarily going to... I almost, funny enough, picked Sadio Mane as a player to watch That's for this funny game. enough. Against his old team, you yeah. had him on your list. I didn't. I ended up picking Rafinha. Sure, sure, sure. I think Liverpool in this game. I almost picked this as my surprise pick. I almost oh. went Southampton. Um, I do think Liverpool are coming back to form at home. I'm going to go with a Liverpool victory. Oh, I thought you were about to pull a surprise yeah. pick. Like a, I'm going to no. go with the... Yeah, okay. I was thinking about it. You could tell. Yeah. No, I could tell. Uh, but Brent, that's it for Saturday. So moving on to Sunday, May 9th at 7 a.m. Eastern. We have Wolverhampton Wanderers against Brighton. Jake, I will say... Wolves kind of seem to be picking it back up. Brighton and, you know, right. they just won. I, I think this is a draw, though. 
Glenn, I definitely thought Wolves were picking it back up, and then they lost 4-0 to Burnley. Well, I right. do understand that they drew to the mighty West Brom over the weekend. They did. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, a Brighton victory. Yeah, I guess when I thought picking it back up, it's as in they're scoring again. Sure. You know, which they were The mighty uh, Fabio Silva, who we definitely think is right. a good player. And his goal was totally... Didn't you know, see it, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well. Um, sorry. Disappoint you? Nope, it's fine. I saw the West Brom goal. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you did. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think Brighton win that. But uh, moving on to nine oh five, kind of random. Eastern, uh, Aston Villa, Man U. We'll see if the game even happens if the Manchester sure. United protesters show back up. But Jake, uh, I'm gonna go for a draw in this game. I don't necessarily think that Manchester United win after right. Rome to Villa, then headed into Leicester, Liverpool. Maybe they have a bit of squad rotation. Not a lot, but right. enough to make it a little bit Yeah, but I, I think this game's a little safer um, against protesters since it's in Birmingham. Right. Um, but I I like Manny in this game. Yeah. Um, especially if no Grealish, I think that it's not creative enough to get through that Man United back line, sure. which surprisingly has been very, very good. Very stout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but moving on to 11.30 Eastern, West Ham, Everton. I'm going to pick West Ham, Jake. Everton just are crumbling like a sweet muffin. Brent, I could tell you picked that on the fly. I yeah. can see it in your eyes. Well, I, I, the thing is, I, I actually had thought about it before. I went through all the games, as I normally do. And I did change my pick on the fly. I was going to pick a draw. But the more I thought about it. Yeah, Brent, um, it's funny you say that because I'm picking a draw. Okay. Um, obviously, an Everton victory might actually be better for Tottenham. For Tottenham. Uh, but a draw would be good as well. Um, yeah. And it's I, not three points. And I don't, I just don't see Everton winning, you know? Yeah, no, they, I don't, either way, I didn't see Everton win. No. It was either a West Ham win or a Everton. Yeah, I, I think uh, my key factor, and I kind of mentioned it earlier in the podcast, I think if Hamas is sidelined for this game, I think West Ham take it. Yeah. But I'm going to, I'm going to be optimistic for my brother and Everton and say a, a draw. So you're not going to ride the Thomas Suchek train that you talked about as your... No, I think he's going to have a good uh, performance, but West Ham have a lot of games against not great yeah. teams, so I think he's going to shine in those ones. Okay. But Brent, one That's more game me. on Sunday. Yep. 2 p.m. Eastern. Arsenal, West Brom. And I'm going to go for Arsenal in this game, yeah. Jake. I think it's very straightforward. I know West Brom kind of sure. flourishing lately at the wrong time, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think... Arsenal pull out a victory. Yeah, Brent, that totally makes sense. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. <laughs> Catch you off guard a little bit? Yeah, yeah Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I, I got to take a drink. <laughs> I have a West Brom victory in this one, guy. Jake, you're not going to believe this. I, in fact, I told you. It. That was my other surprise pick option. Huh. Um, yeah, I think uh, they've been surprising people, and I think that they can look very, very dangerous at times. Yeah. And I think Arsenal teams that kind of let people look good against them. Yeah. Um, I thought they shook that off last couple of weeks, but we saw them kind Seems of fall back into the case. it. Yeah. Um, and my surprise pick, or sorry, my player, player to, watch, to watch. Thank there you. you. Go. Yeah. Um, Robson Kanu, um, from West Brom. I think okay. he's going to be pivotal. Um, and yeah, that that's the end of it. Yeah, I'm I'm done with it. I'm done. Uh, but Brent, it's such a long match week. We no, it, it sure Thursday. is. Um, last one of this technical. Match week. We're going to cover a few match more Match weekend. After. Match weekend, thank you. Um, match week 35, whatever you want to call it. Full one Burnley, and that's at 3 p.m. Complete barn burner. 
Barn burner. I'm thinking a one nil Burnley victory. And not like wow. a good one nil. Like a uh, not a lot sure. of shot not a lot of shots. Not a lot of, you know, intensity. Just... Yeah, Brent, I'm going to go on that same wavelength. Uh-huh. I'm going to go draw 0 one maybe. Yeah, the point is n- not a lot not of goals. goals. We're not going to see Burnley put four past Fulham like they did against yep. Wolves. And we're not going to see a Fulham masterclass, and which I've never seen before. I do want to say, because we're kind of at that point of the season. I had mentioned Ariola at the start of the season as being the difference maker for Fulham. Mm-hmm. And he is, I believe, currently number four in the clean sheets list. So, five, uh, five. Like, okay, yeah, Like, yeah, it's sure, not, sure, obviously, sure. like, I was like going to say, I, I don't think he's fourth, but um, he could be up there. But the point just being... In fact, it's Fulham, though. My point just being, they haven't scored enough this season. You know, right. clearly. They're keeping some clean sheets. Right, right, right. They clearly have not kept, you know, scored enough. So that's what that's the only worry I have for them. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, we can continue. Yeah, Brent. Um, so that's it for Match Week 35, but we have a few more games that are during the midweek, and oh. we won't be able to cover next time because well, the pod will come out. Also, oh, we have a full week, right? We have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday coming up over the next week. So Yeah, Brent. Um, a lot of days with football, which you love to see. Oh, um, it's me especially. Right. A reminder, that last one we just picked, Fulham Burnley, on Monday – and this next one of the it's a uh, replay or it's a makeup game yeah. from Matrix Thirty Two, uh, Southampton Crystal Palace on Tuesday at three fifteen Eastern. And Jake, I think these teams draw. Okay. This, I don't know that either have the cutting edge to beat the other. Brent, I think I've kind of backed them a little bit throughout the season. They had a little, a, a lot of bit of downspell, but yeah. I, I do think that. Southampton pull out a result. I think I was close victory. to picking Southampton. Yeah. Even as I said draw, I thought to myself, I should pick Southampton, but I didn't. So, uh, yeah, uh, that, that's our picks. And uh, one more game. Um, it's from the next match week, 36. Manchester United, Leicester City. Well, but technically, because Manchester United missed their game, sure. they're back. It's once. all... Anyway, yeah. it, it's, it's been a weird 1 p.m. Tuesday, yeah. Man United, Leicester. Jake... I'm going to pick Manchester United in this game to win coming off of a disappointing Villa draw. But right, I, all that being said, Leicester kind of embarrassed them in that fake up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Manchester United get some revenge. Brent, I'm all man you on this segment, and I think that they pull out the victory here. Wow. Okay. The end. Yeah. I, look, it wasn't much of a story, but I appreciate it. It was a short story. My, my favorite, because I hate reading. Um, I but, like picture books. Those are cool. Brent, moving on to Wednesday, uh, part of that next match week 36, uh, Chelsea-Arsenal, which, I mean, those are two great games, yeah. back-to-back days, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do, you, what do you have? I have Chelsea in this game, Jake. Mm-hmm. I think they're absolutely rolling, and I just simply don't think that Arsenal are. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I am backing Chelsea. Racking my brain to see if I can think of any reason why Arsenal might pull out a victory or tie. No, it's going to be Chelsea. Okay. The end. <laughs> Another short story. The end. Love it. Brent, moving on to Thursday. We have two games. Our last two games that we're picking this week. Um, we have a, I believe it's a long overdue makeup game. Aston Villa Everton at 1 p.m. Yeah, Jake, I'm going to go for a draw in this game. I don't okay. know that either team has the cutting edge to beat the other. Brent, they just played... 
Yeah. Aston Villa just won. I'm going to go with an Everton victory. Wow. Yep. Okay, a little back and forth for you. A little, little back and forth. I think they uh, they kind of fixed what they were missing. Maybe Decore finally comes back. I hey, know maybe. this is in how many days? Seven or eight days. Um, we'll see. Uh, I think he's been their backbone, and I know there's a stat out there about their win percentage without him, and it's not good. But Brent, last game yeah. of the match weeks we're covering. It's on Thursday at 3.15 Eastern. Man United, Liverpool. Wait, that sounds familiar. That's crazy. It's almost like we picked it on the last podcast. Should we keep those picks? I'm not going to <laughs> because the circumstances are very different. Sure, sure. Um, Jake, I want to pick a Liverpool victory in this game. Do it. Manchester United coming off a game, as I texted, Thursday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Right. I just simply don't think they can then beat Liverpool. So that's it. Wow. Brent. Uh, oh, fake fan. I'm pretty upset with you. And because of that, I'm going to put Liverpool. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just to go against you, you know. Yeah, right. Right, right. That's the complete opposite pick of what I said. Right, so, and I hate you. Yeah, I get it. Uh, well, Jake, you know what I don't hate? Our fantasy team this week. Mm-hmm. We did make a transfer. We took out Cancelo and brought in Maguire. Cancelo's been a bit inconsistent for the starts, though he does put up a lot of points. So we brought in Maguire this week because he... Manchester United now with that Liverpool game being mm-hmm. added have three matches to play. So we have oh Johnstone and goal against Arsenal, Walker Peters, Liverpool, and Crystal Palace, Maguire, Villa, Leicester, Liverpool, Diaz against Chelsea, Rashford again with those three games, Lingard against Everton, Fernandez as a captain with those three games, Son against Leeds, Watkins against Manchester United and Everton, Kane against Leeds, Bamford against Tottenham, and we are activating our bench boost this week with Fabianski against Everton. Smith Rowe, with, while he doesn't start a lot, has two chances to play against West Brom and Chelsea, Ailing against Tottenham, and Cody against Brighton. Yeah, Brent, we had to use it eventually. So, And it's, it's really coming down to crunch time, and what not a better time to use it than when somebody on our bench has two games. Right. And Fabianski against Everton. Yeah. You, know, you don't know what's going to happen. I don't hate it. It should all. be a high points week, hopefully, for us. Probably for more people as well. No so chance. I'm no, sure the average us. will be higher, but hopefully we have the better people. I hope so. Um, but yeah, Brent. Uh, oh my gosh. That's crazy. It says Jake's bets. Do you make those? I make those sometimes. Oh my gosh. Well, I made what do you have this week? Today, and I had Timo Werner to score yeah. first. And, and he did. Huge. Uh, I bet two times a fiver, which is a tenner. Oh. And it won me a net 55er. Wow. Love to see it. Um, but Maybe Brent, I should get more into betting. Right. You know? It sounds like free money. No, it's, no it, we've got Dogecoin. That's yeah. free money. <laughs> that That's is free, free money, money baby. <laughs> um, Brent, um, I mentioned this way, what feels like way long ago. Yeah. Um, you said you think Tottenham Leeds is going to be a high-scoring affair. 3-2 is what yeah. you said. It's funny because I only have a one bet, maybe even double your bet, Maybe make a ten or instead of fiver, and it's both teams to score. Okay, that seems fair. Yeah, I would go for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The odds are probably going to be like minus one fifty, so you're going to have to put more money on it to actually get stuff out of it. Right. There. You know the song "I Can't Go for That" by Hall and Oates. This is the exact opposite. Probably. Of that. I can. You go can for go that. for that. Yeah. All right. I can't go for that. Yeah. Okay. Now. Oh. Now you did it with the little do. tune. Yeah. yeah with okay. and with my little shoulders. The shoulders. Movement. That's what gave it away. Private eye. Different song. Watching you. 
<laughs> Same artist though, right? Yeah, no, that okay, is cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Holland, in... honey Holland, <laughs> Holland oats. He's one yeah. person. Holland honey bunches of oats. Um, Holland owes money, money. Okay. For Jake's bets. So before we lose you guys, um, <laughs> I, I think say, we already have. <laughs> been a great episode. I had a lot of fun. Jake, um, I don't know how I feel about this whole tequila thing that we did today. It's making me feel a type of way. I don't know that I feel terrible about it. Okay. Though, you know, and not that we're going to do it again, but I just, I'm not a huge tequila drinker, but I'm feeling a little funky for it. Mm. You know, look at these, look at these shoulders. Hey, you know what we could do? We could play some Apex. New wash my shirt. 3v3 mode out. You know, <laughs> yeah. Wash your shirt so you don't look so yeah, terrible. Oh I was gosh. planning on bringing the shirt to Texas, and now I just look like an idiot. Brenton, you're lucky that you live alone and you have very limited friends because oh, people would be <laughs> if they saw you in that shirt. That's, I feel like I'm a very robust friend, <laughs> you know, including Jesus Christ. Right. Mainly. Let's see. Can't wait to have a roommate, though. Jesus Christ <laughs> is my friend. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Uh, that too. I wish. Um, Can you imagine being friends with Jason? But Brent, <laughs> typically, we end this and we say, from the only Premier League podcast. You are having absolutely none of With a dress code. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep us on schedule. No, I just get it. Like, you didn't like my tangents, okay? And I get it. That dress code being, being jammies. jammies. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, end it. End it. Cut, uh, it. cut it, cut, cut it, cut it. Cut it. <laughs>